hands to the Lord one more time. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Come on, would somebody really clap your hands and lift your voice? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It feels good in the house of God tonight. Amen. I feel victory in the house of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. I thank God for the liberty that we're feeling in this place right now. Amen. I wonder if one more time that we can't throw our hands toward heaven. Amen. And just to make ourselves available for whatever God wants to do in this place. Come on. I want you to lift up your knee. Lift up your prayers. Lift up your dreams. Come on. Embrace it right now. Come on. He's God that's able. He's a God that's able. Hallelujah. To do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this privilege. Thank you, God, for this privilege right now. Amen. You need to recognize the moment of the privilege that you're feeling God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're not feeling this everywhere. Amen. They're not feeling this everywhere in this city tonight. Amen. But right now, you're having a privileged moment of feeling God's touch. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thankful for God's blessings tonight. Amen, amen. I'm thankful for the direction of this service. Amen. was praying this afternoon, and I, I really felt like God wanted me to deliver something, and I just really asked the Lord to help me feel the assurity that I had the right word for this service. And, man, I'm telling you, he overdid himself tonight, and I'm thankful for that. But I say all that to let you know that I feel very confident that the Lord wants to talk to us tonight. As I hope we feel about every service, but I feel like tonight needs to be a special service. Amen. And I'm asking you tonight that if you will not only give your attention to the Lord, but that you will open your hearts and your spirit and let there be a pure response to the Word of God. Not to me, not to man. Amen. I'm not asking you to respond to me tonight. I'm asking you to respond to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. And I believe the Lord is going to plant some things into us in the service. And I want to let God do it. I want to open up myself to God in this place. Amen. If you'll turn with me to the book of Haggai, chapter number 2. Amen. Book of Haggai, chapter number 2. While you're turning there, Pastor Bradford, Sister Bradford, thank you so much for the hospitality and having us here. Sister Paisley for helping us out. Amen. This is a first-class family. Amen. All the team, everybody that's in leadership. I, I know that probably Tuesday night would be the more customary night to say something, but I know a lot of people are out on Tuesday night. So for every kind word, every kind action, please just let me summarize it. Nothing has went by unnoticed. And it has been above and beyond, and we have so thoroughly enjoyed being here. And it's probably been more of a blessing to us than the other way around, and I'm, it, I feel good about that. I'm thankful for that. And I say thank you tonight for making me and my family welcome. Amen. And we hope to do our part in the kingdom of God. We're just a part of a bigger picture. Amen. We're all in this together. Amen. To see souls saved and to make it to heaven. Amen. Book of Haggai, chapter number 2, one verse of Scripture. And then I'll allow you to be seated if you promise to preach with me tonight. Haggai, chapter 2, and verse number 19, a question is asked, Is the seed yet in the barn? 
Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth from this day, from this day will I bless you. From this day will I bless you. Would you lift your hands one more time? God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. God, let revelation, let anointing move in this house right now. God, we're asking you, God, to help us, God, to have the faith tonight to move in and respond to the word of God. We're asking you right now that you would let your anointing set down upon me to deliver your word and anoint those that are ready to receive the word. God, we ask you that you would work your perfect will. God, let it be accomplished in this house tonight. Amen. And we clap our hands and say, in Jesus' name, would you clap your hands to the Lord tonight? Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. Amen. Haggai chapter 2 and verse number 19, one verse says, is the seed yet in the barn? And I'm going to preach to you this question tonight, and I want to direct it at us and at the 2024 church, and that is, is your seed still in the barn? The olive tree, the pomegranate tree, the vine, Amen. All of these trees at some point in Scripture are used to, to, to direct a statement or, amen, as an allegory or an analogy to bring us to an understanding of the people of God. In many instances, God is talking about the children of Israel and, and, and using these things to get a point across. In this particular setting, we are reading about these trees all collectively. God is telling them, I know that you're at a point where you haven't produced in a way that you would desire to produce. I know that you haven't brought forth in a way that you would desire. There's, there's been some things that have happened. There's been some years lost to the canker worm or the palmer worm or the locust. Amen. We know that life sometimes can take some things away from us. But there was a question that went forth, almost a question of faith, almost a question of promise. Instead of focusing in on the negative and focusing in on all the things that they had lost and all the seasons that had been missed, but he wanted to know was do you still have in the barn what it takes to go forward and be blessed? I know you've lost some things along the way. I know you've lost some victories along the way. I know you've missed some miracle moments along the way, but do you still have what it takes in your barn to go back one more time? time and pull out some seed and say, God, I know this last year might have been hard. I know five years ago I might have lost amen, some things in my walk with God, but I know that there's better days ahead. I know that the promises of God are yea and amen. And he told him, he said, from this day, I know yesterday you didn't bring forth. I know yesterday you were down and out. I know yesterday it felt like there was no tomorrow. He he said, but this day forward, I'm going to put the hand of God on you, and I'm going to bless you. And there's coming a day, Israel, where you're going to bring forth fruit. You're going to bring forth blessing. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen. 
Now ride with me through some verses and don't get nervous because I got a point of reading these scriptures here tonight. But in Proverbs chapter number 3 and verse number 9, the Bible says, Honor, everybody say honor, the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thine barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst forth, burst out with new wine. Boy, that sounds like a good promise to me. I said, that sounds like a beautiful promise to me. Amen. But most of the time when we read this scripture, we automatically assume that it's only about tithing and offering. But can I remind you there are more things that are considered substance in life than just your money. Amen. How many thank God for the air you're breathing tonight? How many thank God that when you wake up tomorrow, that is an increase. God gave you one more day. I'm going to call that substance tonight. I'm going to thank God for every little bit of increase that I get. But you know what he said? When you start to honor the Lord with the first fruits of all of your increase, he said, I'm going to bust down the walls of your barns. You're not going to be able to contain the blessing that I have in store for you. You say, preacher, what are you trying? to say, I'm trying to tell you, amen, that every day's a new day, every day's a good day, and this is the day that the Lord hath made, I will rejoice and be glad in it, I'm not mad about it, I'm not sad and depressed, I'm not down and out about one more day, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know I might be in the valley, I know I might be in trouble, I might be down and out, but God has increased, God has brought forth more in my life and he's deserving of my praise. How many wants your barns to be bursting asunder? How many want a new anointing? New oil to come flowing in this place. Hey man, I, I, I don't want just to be satisfied with the oil that God poured into me five years ago, ten years ago. But I want to honor God in such a way that he says, boy, I'm going to pull you aside and I'm going to pour some new oil in you. I'm going to pour, pour a fresh touch of my hand upon your life. He said, honor the Lord with your substance. My Bible also goes on to say that faith, that faith, that faith is the substance. I know we've been down this path before in the last two weeks, but faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He said, honor me with your faith. Honor me with your believing. Amen, I know you haven't seen it yet. I know you haven't seen everything you're praying for yet. But as God increases your faith, you keep believing. Keep honoring him with that. You say, well, I prayed about it on Sunday. Well, when you get up on Monday, say it's a new day. And I'm going to go back to God in prayer again and honor him with my time and honor him with my energy and honor him with my breath and honor him in the first fruits of what he's given me in a fresh day in a fresh touch in a fresh hour I'm not going to live on Sunday night's blessings I'm not going to live on Tuesday night but every day I'm going to give him what he's worthy of every day I'm going to honor him every day I'm going to seek him and say God pour it out fill our barns amen fill the barns with plenty 
ready and let the anointing of God flow in this house upon every singer, every musician, every Sunday school teacher. Baptize us with a fresh touch, not an old touch, amen, but a fresh touch. Not last week's, last month, last conference, but today, 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 today. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got to pace myself tonight. I want to get through this. And I thank you for preaching with me. Malachi 3 and 10. Ooh, preacher, it's Sunday night. Bring you all the tithes. Into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me. You go and find anywhere else in Scripture where God gives man permission to challenge him. Prove me. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. And pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now listen tonight. I got to just stop for a moment and kick the spirit in the face. Because I'm sick and tired of not being able to preach this message and these verses. Without the, that spirit of criticism setting in. Because this is a, a charismatic blabbing and grabbing message. I mean I'm going to tell you I'm not a blabbing and grabbing preacher. I don't believe that, that the blessings of God come without work and labor. Amen. But I refuse to sit back and let the charismatics preach these scriptures. Amen. And the people of God. Amen. Be robbed of the blessings that are promised in the word of God. Amen. Your tithing that you bring to the house. Your offering that you bring to church. It's not just about paying the preacher. It's about you getting a blessing. It's about your barns getting bigger. It's about your prayers getting answered. It's about your miracles coming to pass. It's about your barns being filled, your storehouse getting a blessing you cannot even contain. Amen. And I love this scripture because I want blessings I can't contain. I want blessings that I don't have room to receive. Next verse, please. But we forget about this part. And you pray this tonight. You may pray at every service, but I didn't notice it till tonight. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Say, that's me. Anybody got some devourers you'd like to send on down the road? Anybody got some devourers you'd like to give them their walking papers? He said, well, if you'll honor me and your substance, if you'll come to my house and you will bring what is his and bring what he's worthy of, whether it be your tithe, whether it be your offering, whether it be your worship, your praise, your loyalty, you honor God and your substance, and baby, you won't have to fight your battles alone, but what you're going to do is you're going to spend less time fighting and more time making room for blessing. You're going to spend less time, amen, fighting the devil and more time cleaning out 
out the barn and saying, God, I'm making room by faith because I know you're fixing to pour it on me. Amen. I know it's fixing the windows of heaven are fixing to open up. He said, I'm going to rebuke the devourer. I'm going to send them down the road, but I'm going to do it for your sake. But not only am I going to make him leave, but he's not going to destroy the fruit of your ground. Amen. He's going to, he's not going to let the vine cast forth the fruit before her time. God knows how you can handle your blessing. God knows the right timing. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. But if you honor him, if you challenge him, if you obey him, he said, I'll rebuke the devourer. And your blessing's coming. Your miracle's coming. Your harvest is coming. Your revival's coming. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 9. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Well, I just don't know why my brother's so blessed. I don't know why. It seems like every time I turn around, it's just God's just pouring it on him. Why don't you go out in the vineyard and watch him labor? Watch him pray. Watch him give in the offering. Watch the way they worship. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, if you're sitting watching anyway, why don't you watch the ones that are blessed and see how they worship? And you'll find out why they're blessed. When, amen, when the time comes to give and the time comes to be here and the time comes to sow bountifully, they've got a revelation that if I give God what's his, amen, there's no telling what God will do in my life. Amen, there's no telling what God, amen, can do in your finances, in your health, in your marriage, in your family. Amen, the miracles you've been praying for. Amen, God's waiting on somebody to sow. God's waiting on somebody to open up the barns and get that seed that they've been holding on to and say, God, you know what, I'm going to take this seed and I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to sow bountifully I'm going to get it in the field amen can I tell you something tonight I'm getting ahead of myself amen but that seed amen while it's in your barn it's not doing anything for you a seed, a seed that's never sown is a seed that will for sure never bring forth fruit. A seed that is never put in the ground is definitely a seed that's going to fail and never bring you any increase. But it brings you comfort being able to go to the barn and see it in there. Amen. But where I want my seed is I want my seed in the ground. I want my seed in the field. I want my seed everywhere I can plant it because I know the day and hour is coming and the cycle of the harvest is going to come time, amen, where it's time for somebody to reap, and when God starts pouring out blessing, and when God starts pouring out miracle, I want him to see my labor, I want him to see that I've done everything that I can do, and I've left the rest up to him, I've sowed bountifully, I've sowed with everything I got, the next verse says, and so let every man as he purposeth in his heart. The way you worship, it says a lot about what's in your heart. It says a lot about how much you love coming to church. Because God loves a cheerful giver. 
Oh, I know, I know we're getting nervous here tonight, but just ride it out with me, please. I didn't come just to preach on money, but if you can get a blessing out of it, you receive it. Because the principle is the same. God loveth a cheerful giver. Hey, let's, let's apply that across the board to all substance. Hey, man, if my worship is a substance to God, hey, man, who do you think God's going to bless? The one that's doing it out of obedience to the pastor, the one that's doing it out of tradition, or the one that comes down to the front? Because, oh, man, I used to be a drug addict. I used to be in sin, and I'm just so happy to worship. I'm just so happy to be here. I'm just so happy somebody invited me to church. I'm just so happy I'm not going to the places that I used to go to and God peeks over his vineyard and says I'm going to examine the crop tonight and examine my vineyard and take a look at my trees and see what they're producing for me tonight and he looks down and says well I mean that person right there must have had some sour lemonade before church but this person over here my God I know where they used to be I know what they used to be and look at them dancing look at them shouting bless God I'm going to bless them again I'm going to pour it on them again I'm going to give them a miracle. I'm going to give them a better job. I'm going to give them a better car. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. I'm not interested in and we got to be obedient. Okay. I'll leave that one for pastor to teach later. But I'm robbing myself of a blessing if I teach Sunday school because you asked me. I'm robbing myself of a blessing if I only drive a van because you asked me. And I know some will say, well, there's a blessing in obedience. You're right. But you're robbing yourself of that greater blessing. When you come to pastor and say, pastor, I'll do anything, anywhere, anytime because I'm a cheerful giver. And I've got some needs in my life. I've got some things in my walk with God that I need God to do. And I need a place to sow. I need you to give me a place, a department in the church where I can sow some seed and show God that I'm a part of the vineyard. I'm a part of what he's doing. Amen. Everything in the house of God, amen, belongs to God. Everything you do in the house of God, amen, from the inside to the outside, amen, all across this building to the upkeep to Bible teaching, amen, to Bible studies to door knocking, amen, it's all a part of the vineyard and the work of God. But when you do it cheerfully and you do it with joy, God looks down and says right there, that's the one. That's the one I'm going to bless. That's the one I'm going to increase. That's the one that's barns aren't ready for what I'm about to do. Hallelujah. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. He has that ability. He's focusing in. And then he says in verse 10, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown. I want you to notice the wording of the scripture in verse 10. He's the God that gave you the seed. Some might say, well, why didn't he multiply it before he gave it to me? Because he wanted to see what you were going to do with it. And so he says, here's your seed. And when you sow it, I'll multiply it. When you sow it in the ground, I'll give you more. Amen. You, you, it's no coincidence that, that the fruit of our trees in the natural, what we need to get more is within the fruit. 
The law of the harvest is I reap the blessing. But when I get done, I don't just toss it away. I take that seed, and that one seed from the one apple has the ability to produce a whole tree, which would then give me a whole cluster of apples. And God says, hey, to every man is given a measure of faith. And everybody's always saying, oh, God, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. And God's saying, when it's sown, when it's sown, when it's sown, when you act upon it, when you get it in the ground, when you throw it in the soil, that's the only time I can bless it. That's the only time I can increase it. Amen. I'm just going to tell you right now, when you step out in faith and you put it in the offering and you put it on the altar and you put it down in prayer and God does it, when you come back the next time, you won't even hesitate because your faith is going to be boiling over and busting out of the seams. Amen. The first time you see somebody healed a cancer, the first time you see somebody come back from the dead, the first time God opens a blinded eye, you know why I can preach it? Because I've seen it. You know why I can preach it? Because I've seen it. And I know God can do it again. He can do it again. I said he can do it again. But it took somebody so believe, trust. God, we need you right now in this place, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, let your confirmation come in this house, Jesus. He that soweth sparingly, he that soweth willingly and cheerfully. God's going to multiply your seed. But God can't increase what we don't sow. Now listen, before I get marked as the preacher that came to Bakersfield and told everybody to empty out their 401ks and retirements, uh, use wisdom. And then talk to your pastor. We'll just leave that one alone. But you know that $5 in my pocket is worth less than $5 invested in the long run. Because that $5 is just sitting there really in America depreciating. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, the policy, whatever. No, listen. That $5 uninvested, it'd be worth more if you went and bought you a pair of work gloves and got a job. Amen. Well, amen. We'll save that one for Tuesday. Man, I felt, felt the Holy Ghost right there. And moms and dads said amen. And not gloves to keep your hands from blistering on the Xbox controller either. It, it helps keep them from blistering on the shovel. But anyway, that $5 without being sown, it's not going to increase. It's not going to grow. And you come to church and you say, oh, but I'm, I'm, I'm living on a prayer. Well, baby, pray it again. Get in the altar. If it's your last prayer, pray it in the church. Don't pray it over a bottle of pills. Don't pray it over a bottle of alcohol. Don't pray it driving down the road on your way away from the church. You say, I come on this Sunday night, and I need a word from God, and I've only got one prayer to pray. Let me tell you where to sow it. In the God's vineyard that I serve, in this vineyard, you know where you need to sow your seed? You know where you need to invest your time, your money, your energy, your passion? You need to sow it in the vineyard that God planted you in. You need to sow it in the vineyard that God called you out of the world and filled you with the Holy Ghost. That's the best place to sow. That's the best place to get reward. That's the best place to get an increase. Finally, brethren, Galatians 5 and 13. You have been called unto liberty. 
How many thankful for the liberty of the Holy Ghost we feel in here? Guess what? That's fruit. That came from prayers. That came from fasting. That came from somebody that sowed maybe even before you were here. And so if you want to keep the vineyard alive. Oh, God, help me tonight. I honor the legacy of this church. This is what I call a legacy church. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean that respectfully. So many great men of God. From, from Bishop I.H. Terry to Bishop Frost to the current pastor. And not even including all the men of God that have went from this place. This has been a very productive and bountiful and overflowing vineyard. Amen. But young people, let me tell you something. Amen. It just didn't get here overnight. You all know the stories of it takes a long time to get a gate. So I'll leave that one alone. But it takes a long time to get a tree. It takes a long time to get fruit. You don't just go out in the yard and throw a seed in the grass and come out the next day and go, Where? where's the tree? I want apples. I want oranges. No. you got to be willing to go out and sow it and till it and water it and check on it. And when it doesn't come through, and man, and you, you did something wrong, you got to be willing to go back and do it again the next year and find a little better soil and get out there and work the field and labor the field. Well, thank God that years gone by, there was some laborers in the vineyard in Bakersfield, California that said there's going to be a church in Bakersfield. Amen. But we would do them a disservice if we didn't keep working and keep laboring. Thank God for every door that's being knocked. Thank God for every prayer meeting. Thank God for every flyer, every door hanger, every Bible study. You say, why are we doing it? Because we want to come in and feel the liberty that we feel in this place tonight. We want to be able to bring our babies to church and then feel the glory of God and feel the anointing and feel the liberty. Only use not. He said, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. But only use not that liberty for an occasion to the flesh. Hallelujah. But by love, serve one another. It's real easy to come to church, get connected to the vineyard, and start sucking all the nutrients in the life and enjoying the blessings and the benefit and then never contributing back, never pouring back into what gave you that liberty. And it just becomes something that we use for the occasion of the flesh. And there's no better life than living for God. Even, even if you're not a gung-ho fireball and, and insane, passionate saint of God, and you're just a good old boy coming to church faithful, and, and you know that you could do more, but, but really you know there's a revelation, amen, that just coming to church and living for God. I knew a man that was backslid, but he kept paying his tithes because he was a business owner, and he said, I know that God's going to get me. But use it not for the occasion of the flesh, because we don't want to lose the liberty. We don't want to lose the power. 
We don't want to lose the anointing. Amen. But further down in the chapter, verses 22 and 23, it starts to read about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. Verse 25, but if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Why? Amen. Because when you come to church and you start feasting on the fruit of the Spirit and the Spirit of God begins to flow in this house and you start to get a bite of love and a bite of mercy and a bite of long-suffering and gentleness and temperance and meekness and all the fruit of the Spirit, oh, it starts to become a buffet of blessings and we start to thank God for all of those things that His Spirit has produced. Amen. But let me remind you that when fruit comes forth, behind fruit, there's labor. Behind fruit, there's there's sowing and there's planting and there's watering. And when you come in this house and you feel the fruit of the Spirit flowing, you need to recognize there was something that happened in order for us to have this. There was some work that's been going on behind the scenes in order for us to feel this liberty. Can you lift your hands right now and ask God to help us in the next few moments? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. But if we're going to live in the Spirit, if we're going to live in the fruit and the blessings, then God said you've got to walk in it. We need to take a walk down memory lane in a place called the Garden of Eden. Where God says, I've put you in here to dress it and keep it. And if you'll dress it and keep it, you can partake of all of these fruits and all of this provision that I have made for you. But the moment you step out of walking in the spirit, in the plan, then God says, I'm no longer going to let you have access to that. And Jesus comes down in flesh. God manifests in the flesh. And what does he do? He takes man back to a garden. The Bible says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. Amen. That which was lost. I know a lot of times we look at that scripture and think that he came to save. Amen. Souls and humanity, which he did. But not from necessarily the perspective that we would read it. He came to seek and save them. But it says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. That communion with God in the garden. That walking in the cool of the day that walking in the spirit amen he came to seek and save that men would be able to come back to the garden and access the fruit of the spirit that's why when Christ died on the cross the Bible says that the veil was rent in the holy of holies and we're no longer going to be under the law but you and I we can come to church on a Sunday night and step into the holy of holies and feel the glory of God and feel the power of God but we cannot do it in the flesh we gotta get in the spirit we gotta get in the spirit we gotta get in the spirit Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. He let the wheat and the tares grow together. And if you've ever looked at wheats and tares from the Bible's perspective, a tare is a type of darnel grass that looks almost identical. And to the normal observant person, even to most laborers in the vineyard, while it's growing up, they cannot tell the difference. They look just alike. You go Google it later. 
They look just alike until it comes time to produce and open up and produce a grain. And when the wheat opens up, it produces a grain that you and I, we can make bread out of and tortillas, glory to God. Hallelujah. But when the when the Darnell flower rye, this, this, this tear, when it opens up, there's a poisonous seed within there that when it's consumed, it makes you sick. It makes you, uh, it, can, it can kill you. And you say, why are you telling us that? Because when you sow in the flesh, amen, and you come to church, oh, God will let you grow together. God will let you be blessed together. But oh, you hear this preacher tonight. Amen. There's coming a day where God's going to separate the wheat from the tares. And I thank God for our visitors here tonight. You keep coming. God's going to help you. God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God's going to reap you from this world if you'll let him. But I've come to preach tonight to somebody. Amen. We're looking for a real harvest. We're looking for real revival. Authentic Pentecost. Authentic Holy Ghost filled revival. We're not just interested in growing the, growing the vineyard with all kinds of weeds. But we want to see wheat. We want to see people that are going to go to heaven. We want to see saints of God. We're not just sowing in the flesh and growing in the blessings of God. But we're here and we're sowing in the right field. And we're praying and we're fasting. And we're saying, God, I want to sow in the spirit. Because I've got some miracles I need. I've got some backslidden family I want to see saved. I've got some things I need God to do. I want to do my part in God's vineyard. So they that sow in the flesh. They can come to church too. They can pull nutrients from the soul too. But it's only going to be those that sow in the spirit. That sow in the spirit. That sow in the spirit. I was praying, I don't know, about two years ago. Little country church. I asked the Lord, I said, God. What we got to do to have revival? What do we got to do? What do we got to do? And the wind of God come in that house. It was just me. Nobody in there to see it. Nobody in there to feel it. And the Holy Ghost whispered into my spirit, just sow. Just keep sowing in the spirit. Just keep sowing in the spirit. Just keep praying. Just keep fasting. But God, I haven't seen it yet. But God, I haven't seen the fruit yet. God, I haven't seen the miracle yet. The spirit going so, just keep sowing, just keep sowing. Stay with me, stay with me. I feel the Lord's wanting to move here. It's just in, in this atmosphere shifting. Just keep sowing. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we're going to reap if we faint not. Precious saint of God, precious mom, dad, elderly saint. Don't stop praying now. Don't stop praying now. Can you hear the cry of this young preacher? I know you're weary. I know you're tired. I know you've been in this a long time. And it feels like it feels like the modernization of church and the modernization of the world and the wickedness of the world. Amen. It feels like it's just slipping away and end times are coming. But can you hear this young preacher? I need a calling all laborers tonight in God's vineyard. Calling all real laborers in God's vineyard. God is wanting to bring revival. God is wanting to shake the souls of this city. God is wanting to move upon your backslidden son and your backslidden daughter and your backslidden family but it's going to take some vineyard workers that are willing to push back the plate and push aside some time and say God you're not going to you're not going to pass us by this time because when you show up to fill our barns they're going to be empty they're going to be empty by faith 
wonder how many churches God hovers over. He goes, oh, I can't bless them. Their barns are too full. I blessed them last revival or five years ago, and they, they stopped sowing because they're just feasting. I wish God would let me understand this conundrum that has bothered me all of my life. And maybe some of these men can help me. I have watched so many people get so on fire for God and pray and fast and seek the face of God for their backslidden family, for their unsafe family. And then when God does it, they get carnal and backslide. It's because God can't bless barns that are already full. But it takes somebody to say, okay, God, you bless me with this miracle. You bless me with this testimony. You bless me with this thing that you've given me a seed. Now I'm not just going to sit here and become carnal. But God, I'm going to take the seed out of the barn. And I'm going to get back in the field. And God, you saved my backslidden family. Now I'm going to go pray for my brothers. And I'm going to go pray for my sisters. And I'm going to go pray for my neighbors. Amen. That's, that's the cycle of the harvest. Amen. One harvest is not enough. Amen. To reach this city. One revival is not enough. Amen. To reach your backslider. Amen. But while you're praying for your backslidden family. Amen. When God starts reaping in somebody else's family. Amen, just hang on, baby. Amen, your time's coming. But you got to keep on sowing in the vineyard. you got to keep on sowing in the vineyard. And then when God does it for you, don't sit on that miracle and say, thank God for moving in my family. But get across the aisle and say, hey, brother, he did it for me. He can do it for you. He did it for me, sister. He can do it for you. Let's link arm in arm. Let's link hand in hand. And let's get back in the vineyard and sow. Let's get back in the vineyard and pray. Let's get back in the vineyard and labor. Hosea chapter 10. And I'm trying to bring this to a close. I got so much more to preach, but I'm not going to get to it tonight. Just give me a little longer here. These next few points I need, I think we need to get to. Hosea 10. In verse 12, he said, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, and ye shall reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time. Everybody say, it is time. It is time. It is time. I feel a mission in me tonight. I don't care if you're a brand new convert in this church and you've only been in here one year or if you're celebrating 30 or 40 or 50 years, there is a call of God that is going forth in this house for laborers in the vineyard of God. Amen. God is calling for laborers. It is time. It is time to seek the Lord until he reign. Amen. That, that, that doesn't leave room for exiting. That doesn't leave room for throwing in the towel. It says we're going to seek him until it comes. That sounds like a day of Pentecost experience. Go to an upper room and wait for the Father and stay there until you be endued with power from on high. He said right now it's the time for the laborers to get back in the vineyard, get back in the fallow ground and start stirring up some things and seek the Lord until, until. That's a promise. I said that's a promise if you'll seek him until you find him. If you seek him until the rain comes. If you seek him until the power falls. If you seek him I 
on, I need every prayer warrior with me right now. We're fixing to break up some fallow ground in this house. You know what fallow ground is? It's not bad ground. It's not unfertile ground. In fact, it is ground that has been broken up before, but it missed the season of seed being sown. Amen. It needed to go through a time of rehabilitating and rebuilding, but God's calling you to get seed back in the ground. You've got the nutrients. You're connected to the grapevine. You're connected to the right church. You're connected to the right preaching. You're connected to the right altar, but you need to seek the Lord. You need to get back in prayer. You need to get back in the moving of the Spirit. Where's that brother that did the scripture reading? Come up here right now. Hallelujah. Is he out? Brother, come here, come here, come here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this all right tonight? Hallelujah. This young man got up under here. He didn't know what I was going to preach tonight. Hey, man, he probably prayed. He probably got those scriptures together, but he was feeling something. And you know what he began to tell this church tonight? Hey, man, he began to tell this church that, that when the seed falls, that the devil's standing by. And I just felt to do this right now. Hey, man, he was fighting against the spirit that I was already fighting and knew that was going to step into this service tonight because the devil don't want you to receive this word. The devil knows you're going to turn this city upside down if you grab a hold of what I'm preaching right now. The devil knows this young, this youth group is going to get on fire and teach Bible studies and get in the coffee houses and get in the store and start reaching people and start teaching Bible studies and start getting people in the water and getting people in the altar. Right now, the adversary is standing by and going, oh no, if that mama of that backslider gets this word, she's going to wreak havoc on that. She's going to wreak havoc on hell. Right now, I got that backslidden baby locked up in drugs and alcohol. Right now, I got that backslidden baby in my claws. But if I get one praying mama, one praying daddy, hey man, what if I could get a whole vineyard? What if I could get a whole church to start sowing in the spirit, to start praying in the spirit and saying, not this time, devil. Not, you're not going to get our revival. You're not going to get our miracle. You're not going to get our babies. You're not going to get our marriages. You're not going to get our family. Come on, I need you praying right now. parable says stay with me keep praying behold 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 a sower went forth to sow behold a sower went forth to sow 
and he took his little sack of seeds. He said, I got to get out in this field and I got to sow some seed. And it came to the first top and he cast the seed and it was it fell upon amen, the wayside. And you know what he could have done? He could have took his seeds and went home and said, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew praying wasn't going to work. I knew living for God wasn't going to work. Amen. I'd rather keep my little seed pouch full and go home and sit on my blessings. But if you keep them in the pouch, God can't do anything with it. So you know what he did? He pressed a little further and he sowed it in the stony th- he sowed it in the thorny ground and he sowed it in the stony place and he sowed and he sowed. Amen. Three opportunities he had to quit. Three opportunities he had to throw in the towel. But he said, I gotta find some good ground. I gotta find some good ground. I gotta find some good ground. Music coming. Be ready to play. I can't tell you how many dry prayer meetings I've been in. More than I could count. I can't tell you how many times when my three brothers and my mom were backslid that I went to an altar or laid in the floor or me and my wife knelt down beside our bed with tears running down our face. I can't tell you how many days we fasted. I don't have it documented, but I just knew I got to find some good ground. I got to find some good ground. And I wasn't the only ones praying. They had a church. They had a pastor. But I believe when the laborers unite, when the laborers in the vineyard unite for the work of God and say, we're going to break up the fallow ground. We're going to break up the fallow ground and hear the call of God to sow. Who is Paul? Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Who are they? This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. He said, Who am I? Listen, I'm not knocking the culture we live in. I've got a whole list of preachers in my Bible that have signed it. i got a whole list of preachers that I look up to and I love them and I respect them. And Brother Casey, I want to be like them. Amen. But we, 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 we've heard this next generation a little bit and making preachers celebrities. I think they ought to be role models and I want you to look up to men of God. Amen. I look up to men of God. Amen. But Paul said, who am I? Who is a pilot? just laborers, just laborers in the vineyard. I planted, Apollos watered. I planted, Apollos watered. I planted, Apollos watered. You may not be the pastor. You may not be the leader. You may not be in charge of a department. But who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Yes, there's a God-given ordained structure. But when it comes to the field, when it comes to sowing, Paul said it doesn't matter who you are because only God can bring the increase. Only God can save them. Only God can convict them. Only God can fill them with the Holy Ghost. Precious saint of God, can I, can I preach to the joy club tonight for just a moment? 
I respect you. I honor you for your long service to the kingdom of God. But please hear me tonight. Whatever you do, don't fade off the scene. Whatever you do, don't fade off the scene. And just think, well, it's a new, new youth group, new young people taking over. We're just, we're just here sitting on the pew. We're not needed anymore. My God, if we've ever needed you to pray. My God, if there's ever an hour, if there's ever a group of young people that needed some precious elders to get in the vineyard and show them how to pray and show them how to fight back hell and show them like Abraham, amen, to wave off the fowls and wave off the fowls of worship and off the sacrifice and wave off the birds that want to come down and pluck the seed of the word of God. Amen, if we've ever needed you, we need you now. If we've ever needed you to pray, we need it now. These young people need your prayer. I know they do some things a little different than you, but that's all right. Lift them up in prayer and pray that God pours an anointing on them to withstand the wiles of the devil and reap the harvest and reap the reap the world that they're living in every head bowed every eye closed they that sow in tears shall reap in joy he that goeth forth weeping bearing precious seed. You know what my Bible says and your Bible says? Can you put it up on the screen? Psalm 125, 126 and verse 6. I want them to see it. 125, 126 and 6. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed shall doubtless. This is the word of God shall doubtless come again rejoicing. But I'm not coming by myself. I'm bringing my sheaves with me. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning to those that get in the labor and get in the vineyard and sow and get in the vineyard and pray. Come on, precious saint of God. Come on from the front to the back. Let's turn this place into a prayer room and say, God, we're praying for the backslider. We're praying for the sinner. We're praying for a harvest. It's time to get the seed out of the barn and get it in the field and get it in the altar and let God bring the increase. Come on, somebody sow right now. Come on, push back against your flesh. Push back against your carnality and get in the spirit. I want to be a part of that blessing. I want to be a part of those miracles. I want to be a part of those that are coming carrying their sheaves. I want to be a part of those families rejoicing. Come on, somebody pray in the spirit. Somebody pray in the spirit. Somebody pray in the spirit. Somebody get connected right now and pull down the glory. Come on, let's press in. Come on, let's press in and fill in this altar. Come on. Nobody left out in the vineyard. Come on, if you want to be a part of the revival God's trying to do. Come on, if you want to be a part of the outpouring. 
Why don't you press into this altar as they begin to sing? Press in, press in, press in. Come on, get the doubt out, get the fear out. I'm gonna sow in the spirit. I'm gonna sow in the spirit. I'm gonna pray like I've never prayed before. Come on, precious saint of God. All you might be able to do is pray, but don't stop praying. All you have the strength to do is say his name. Don't stop praying, don't stop praying. Break it up. Break it up. your fallow ground. Break up your fallow ground and let the Spirit of God reign now. You say, preacher, it's been a long time since I felt God. Then you need to be in this altar tonight and say, God, break up my fallow ground. Break up my fallow ground. Break up my fallow ground and seek him until he reigns. Seek him until he falls. Seek him until you're praying in the Spirit. Seek him until you're speaking in another language. Amen. Influenced by God. But don't stop until the ground is broken up. Until it's fertile. Until it's ready for the seed.
laborers in the vineyard. This is your harvest. This is your revival. This is your miracle. We refuse to let the devil steal this seed of faith. We refuse to let the devil steal this seed of promise. But we're going to press until it breaks. We're going to press. And you might be all alone in your room tonight. Or tomorrow the devil tries to rob you. Get down on your face and say, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to throw in the towel. But I'm going to go back to the vineyard and sow.